launch content in story form faster, more efficiently across multiple platforms and getting more views and click throughs or swipe throughs once it's actually live. Over a hundred customers right now, uh, you know, pushing a million bucks in terms of annual revenue just on their SaaS product. They also have consulting and you know customization work on top of that, along with kind of ad spend and things of that nature. Uh, a couple million, call it two, three million bucks in terms of funding team of 20 in New York City in remote locations, less than 2.5% revenue and logo churn per month. Too early to talk about expansion and other metrics like that, but again, well on their way to growing a, a meaningful brand here in the SaaS space. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Thomas Harding. He is the co-founder and CEO of Mish Guru, which we'll jump into today. He helps brands tell better stories. Thomas, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, I am. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me along. You bet. All right, tell us about the company. What does the company do, and, and how do you make money? Cool. So we're a uh, SaaS technology company. We've built a platform that helps brands, higher education providers, universities, uh, marketing agencies, sports teams, um, all kinds of people tell better Snapchat and Instagram stories. Oh, interesting. Okay, so so what do you do? You help them like quickly format videos, things like that. It's an editing tool or what? Yeah, we're a software platform that lets you really easily manage all your content. So we've made the shift from the news feed to the stories feed. Uh, and that means now we've got these full screen, mobile optimized pieces of that, uh, content uh, that need to be managed. We can help our clients publish that content. We help them measure the analytics against it. It's a whole new style of um, content publishing, so there's a whole new style of uh, key metrics we help them understand. Um, then as well, we help them tap into their audiences, get them sending in and receiving a bunch of user-generated content and let them use that content to tell even better stories again. Interesting. Are you, I mean, so what, like, what's a brand paying on average to use this per month? Are we talking a hundred bucks a month or a hundred thousand or a thousand? Uh, it varies. It varies. Uh, so it depends on what the needs of the client are. Uh, we're a little bit more than just a software company. We I really do like to get hands on and help our customers succeed. So, hold um, on, is that you know, code for like you're actually an agency, but you want to call yourself a SaaS company? <laughs> not, not, not quite. I mean, I'm happy to share a bit of the story there. We probably looked more like an agency previously, but no, we just have a, uh, a dedicated customer success team that if people need a little bit more hands on help, we'll give that. If you want to do things by yourself, um, we're good to kind of just let you use the software as well. Okay. Uh, and just as we're short on time, I don't want to j- j- go down kind of every customer cohort. I mean, what is an average that a brand might pay you per month or per year? Uh, <laughs> just on the SaaS uh, side, no consulting, no professional service. On the SaaS side, so our fees can range anywhere between $500 a month up to $5,000 a month. Okay. On how much of our services you're using, uh, so, how much of the software you're using. So if I pay you 500 bucks a month, wh- what is that based off of? Like number of stories I'm creating or what? Yeah, at the moment it's broken up by features and as well just what kind of number of accounts that you're using with us. So if you just have one Instagram account or one Snapchat account, that's right down there on the bottom tier. If you don't need much support from our team, um, you're kind of in that category. But if you've got multiple accounts that you're trying to manage uh, and you want access to all of the features, you know, all that user-generated content, the analytics that I was talking about, um, you know, that, that's where you start to go up the tiers as well. When were you founded? Uh, founded in early 2014. So we've been going just over four and a half years now. Oh, wait, hold on. So did you must have pivoted a few times because that, that's before <laughs> stories were created. Uh, so stories came out at the end of 2013. Did they really? Uh, Why, I, yeah, feel like, I feel like I've only been using stories like for maybe two years or three years. Yeah, so Snapchat, Snapchat came out with stories end of 2013. We came out early 2014. And I can tell you when we were out there pitching our software initially, we get a lot of funny looks from people being like, what is this thing? Uh, and so, you know, you mentioned, are we more like a marketing agency? And back then, we actually were because we were out there pitching the tools and we're saying, hey, do you want to use our tools? And people were saying, I don't get this thing. 
uh, actually, you know, we want to we want to reach this audience, but we don't understand this. Would you guys mind helping us out? And so that's what we did in the beginning. You know, we we did everything from creative services, so coming out with campaign ideas, content creation, um, right through to executing campaigns. Then over time, we kind of took all of our learnings here and kept feeding it back through to the product, feeding it back through to the product, and eventually the market got to a point where it educated enough. Um, Instagram came along, Facebook came along, um, all these new platforms were there, and for us. We did do a little bit of a pivot, I'd say, away from being a Snapchat-focused company to a stories platform. Um, but nope, Stories has been here for a while, and uh, the way things are going, I'll be here for a bit. So 2014 was launch date. What have you scaled to today in terms of total customers using you? Oh, there we go. We're back. Sorry, I lost it for a second. Yeah, no problem. Thomas, the question was, so so you launched in 2014, right? And Stories have obviously taken off. What have you scaled to today in terms of total customers using you? Yeah, I mean, we're in the hundreds of customers. Uh, we... I mean, in terms of positioning, I know you asked about pricing. We don't uh, we don't sort of service the lower end of the market. Um, so we're a bit more focused on the, the hiring brands, the more professional sort of brands and, and universities. Um, so working closely with a smaller handful of customers to um, really, really help them succeed. So, so 100 folks there, you mentioned on the low end, you caught 500 bucks a month earlier. I mean, is that, can I multiply those and say you're definitely north of 50 grand a month at this point or no? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to say that without giving uh, giving everything away. Okay, very good. And that's, again, pure play SaaS. So you have a lot of, obviously, other revenue streams on top of this. I, I can say we're doing over a million dollars in SaaS revenue. Okay, and great. And we have other sources on top of that, including we do ad sales, we do content creation, strategy, everything like that, too. That's great. So, so okay, so that means you're doing over 83 grand a month in, in, in kind of revenue. How do you split your team's time between, like, here, here, here's the next sprint cycle on the SaaS product. You know, go deal with this client that wants the shade of blue changed in the background of their story. Like, seriously, I mean, there's so many different angles you're working here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think in terms of the platform from our end, it's starting to mature in terms of the most obvious sets of problems. And I think for us right now, what we're trying to understand is how do we go really deep with a narrower set of customers? How do we provide a really deep set of value to, um, you know, the customers that, fit the profiles of people, you know, we know we can support. Uh, and I, I think there's, you know, a lot of different avenues for us here. People are like stories are hard to create. And so once you've created them, you want to get them in front of as many people as possible. Um, so I mentioned there's a lot of new channels opening up to publish stories too. So there's opportunities for us there. What's uh, the team size today? How many people are working on it? Yeah. So we're about 20 at the moment. Okay. All in New York? Nope. So we're split. Uh, we originally started in New Zealand. So we've still got uh, half our development team down there. We've got some sales and customer success down there. Uh, we've got team of salespeople here in New York, and then we have the rest of our development team based in Berlin. Okay, so New York City and remote. And have you bootstrapped to date or raised capital? Yeah, we've raised uh, a few rounds of capital at this point. So we raised early 2015, late 2017, and then just a couple months back as well. So, so how much have you raised to date? Um, it's above $3 million. Okay. And why, I mean, so why'd you kind of give in? I mean, why, why couldn't you figure out a way to bootstrap this on kind of consulting revenue and things like that? Why'd you have to raise? Yeah, I think the thing for us at that point was how quickly stories were starting to pick up speed. Uh, so we, we did bootstrap for, uh, all of our first year basically said, we don't want to take cash. We want to prove this out. And then I think once we realized the way things were projecting and particularly Snapchat during that early phase, they were going up and to the right. And we knew that if we wanted to be at the front of this market, we needed to raise a, a bit of capital so we could build out some of that sales and marketing infrastructure ahead of, uh, ahead of where the market was at and be ready once it became right. And what does growth look like today? It's just on the SaaS side. If you're you know, pushing a million bucks in ARR, where were you exactly a year ago? 
Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, it, it's been an interesting year for us. I'll sort of I'll put it that way. Okay, well, yeah, that's not helpful, right? So, I mean, do you, do, you, do you know if you're like doubling year over year or maybe a little less than doubling or? Yeah, uh, I guess at this stage, I'd prefer not to answer. And, uh, you know, you can sort of see the general context of where we're at today and where we sort of started four and a half years ago. Well, everyone starts at zero and you said you're at a million today, right? The reason I'm at, the reason I'm pushing on this is because, look, Snap, I mean, many people are saying Snapchat's dying, right? Because because it's being copied by many other play, other players. So, I mean, is the business, is the SaaS business flat and you're pivoting more towards agency revenues? Uh, no, we're fully leaning into stories, right? So stories have grown 842% in terms of the amount of content posted and consumed in the last two years. And so while we started out as a Snapchat platform, we're leaning really heavily into some of these emerging spaces for stories. Um, so we recently released our Instagram product uh, and starting to see some really fantastic traction in that space. Uh, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. I mean, Facebook themselves, you know, just this year have started saying the story feed is about to take over the news feed in terms of the primary way people share and consume. Um, and they're not, as far as we can see, afraid to cannibalize a lot of what they've previously set up in that news feed. And we're here to support businesses who are looking to make that transition and, you know, there's a, I mean, you're probably seeing this. There's a lot of pushback right now, though, on major brands where Facebook essentially misrepresented the analytics behind these stories, which is essentially video content and and the whole shift to video and basically people saying, wait, this is a bunch of crap, right? Uh, it's actually not shifting video. This isn't happening. And now, you know, going backwards. I mean, so how are you dealing with this kind of pushback? And just because there's more content being created, you could argue it's actually harder to break out of the noise. So you should create different kinds of content before stories. Like, how do you manage all these? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it is absolutely harder to break through the noise now more so than ever. And this is why we really exist is to help our you know, customers understand what is working and what isn't working. Like, what are the types of stories that resonate with your audience? How can we double down on that strategy? Um, so, you know, we're, we're really advocating that it is harder than ever and, and trying to be here to support through that. Um, in terms of the, you know, metrics Facebook's pushing here, I, I think there's kind of a, a few things at play. I think Facebook's getting a lot better at this, but at the same time, I think we are starting to see a shift from success being measured in terms of just number of impressions um, generated and more into how many engagements did this create? How many conversations were started off of the back of you know us running this piece of content? And for a lot of our customers, you know, they're really looking at those kinds of metrics as well as you know things like swipe through. How many how many people are swiping up on your content, linking through to your web pages? you know, perhaps purchasing something from your website. Is the, is the two, I mean, are you sticky? What's your churn look like today? Yeah, uh, we're incredibly lucky that the customers we have with us, um, very passionate about our product and uh, for the most part, um, still working with a lot of the same people we started with in 2014. So um, we're well below market average. What, what is What would you consider market average? Uh, for a company our size, you know, anything under two and a half percent. Okay, so you're below two and a half percent revenue churn or logo churn per month? Uh, well, I'll put a bug. Thomas, you said both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So less than two point five percent, and I mean, so where where do you pull that from? Why do you feel like that's, that's average? Uh I mean, just reading market blogs, uh, reading market information, talking to people within the space. Um, do you have meaningful expansion revenue around around or, or pricing axes that allow you to drive expansion, or no, not not so much? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's been one of the exciting things about uh, about the shift into Instagram. You know, like I mentioned, we price per number of accounts that 
you come on board with us for. And a lot of people, now that we open the Instagram product up, saying, hey, really love what you've done for Snapchat. Uh, we'd like a piece of that for our Instagram account as well. So if someone comes on, starts paying you a grand per month, right? And then they add on, you know, that's year one, they like you. Year two, you know, they expand to some degree. They adopt a second product line on Instagram or other things. I mean, what do those accounts typically expand to? Like 130%, 200%? What are you seeing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a mixture across the board. Again, it depends on the, the, the client itself. So I wouldn't want to comment on a specific number. Okay. Just, it might but be a bit misleading. Well, I mean, expansion revenue, by the way, is like a key indicator of, of, of SaaS company growth. You take the cohort that signed up a year ago, you add them all together, you say you lost this much revenue, you added this much, and you get to expansion. Are you just Is that just something you're not tracking right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're thinking about a lot right now. Um, it's pretty early, right? We just released our Instagram product about a month and a half ago, Okay. Um, and we're seeing early traction on it, so feeling pretty good overall, um, but not something we're overly stressed about as we sort of build out more of that platform. Got well. it. Got it. You, you don't have a large enough kind of cohort of data yet to really have confidence around these numbers yet. You're, you're still just hustling in hustle mode. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That makes sense. Very good. All right. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, I have just actually finished reading from impossible to inevitable. Uh, really nice combination. I think of some of the stuff Aaron Ross talks about and predictable revenue um, plus just some overall good guiding insights into, uh, you know, how to, how to get your product validated, how to scale at a market, everything like that. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oh, uh, there's a few, um, definitely. Uh, I think one of the ones I look to most a guy named Rod Drury runs a company. Based Sorry, on Rod who? Well. Rod, Rod Drury, uh, CEO of a company called Zero. They're an accounting piece of software. Uh, I think he's done an incredible job of building a career path, starting from some smaller companies and building his way up to a multi-billion dollar company. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Building the company? Online tool? I mean, it, the obvious one, Slack. We're very heavy Slack users. Um, Number yeah. four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, <laughs> not many right now. Uh, how many? Oh, God. Uh, less than six, mostly. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Uh, I've got my girlfriend. We've been together for a while. Oh, great. Not married, no kids? No kids. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 28. 28. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh. Where do you start with that one? Uh, 20-year-old Tom. Um. I think I probably just wish I understood a little bit more of the American psyche before, you know, when I was 20. So that when I got here and I haven't come from New Zealand, I could uh, land on my feet a little, a little quicker. As understand the American market, maybe a little earlier, seems to be doing pretty well though. Mish Guru, again, helping brands launch content and story form faster, more efficiently across multiple platforms and getting more views and click throughs or swipe throughs once it's actually live over a hundred customers right now, uh, you know, pushing a million bucks in terms of annual revenue just on their SaaS product. They also have consulting and, you know, customization work on top of that, along with kind of ad spend and things of that nature. Uh, a couple million, call it two, three million bucks in terms of funding team of 20 in New York City in remote locations, less than 2.5% revenue and logo churn per month. Too early to talk about expansion and other metrics like that. But again, well on their way to growing a, a meaningful brand here in the SaaS space. Tom, thanks so much for taking us to the top. Thank you.